welcome to another episode of the Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. Shall we pray? Our Father, this morning as we have come unto you, we are praying that, Lord, let your holy words that have been long preserved for our walk in this world we are praying that this very morning, let his words of life, words of hope, let it give us strength. We pray that, Lord, let it change us. We have come to you, O oh Lord, with open hearts. This morning, impart upon us that we we'll live here knowing that we have had an encounter with you. As we go on to maturity, there's a many other blessings we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Can you shout a big amen? amen. And put your hands together for Jesus this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you look at somebody at your left and your right and say good morning? Say you are welcome to church. Tell the person be ready to be blessed. And give Jesus another big hand clap. Hallelujah. I want to say that I'm grateful to God. And I'm grateful to Reverend Dr. Martin Obing. And the elders of the church. For the opportunity this week we have had to worship with you. All the way from Wednesday till today. I want to confess and say that. We have enjoyed every moment we have spent with you. And God bless you. On Friday, I said something. What I said was that Trinity United Church, you are a wonderful church. Can you give Jesus a big hand clap? Hallelujah. And one of us, um, when we were going home, was so touched by something. I don't know if it's because he plays... Uh, one of the or two of the instruments. But he was just telling me that the way the, the, the choir sings, one voice sings, singing band sings, as if it is a recorded music from the studio. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure we'll come for attachments <laughs> and learn some few things. Amen. For these few days, we have been looking at a topic going on to maturity. And a few things we have mentioned from Wednesday is that we have said that going on to maturity is a process and it's not an event. We have said it is something, it's a process because it's something that has not happened on a day. It's not like a wedding event. No, it's not an event. It's a process. It's a process. And this process is one of becoming complete, becoming perfect, and becoming fully developed. That is what God wants to make you. He wants to make you complete, perfect, and fully developed. We also said that it's a process that never ceases until one becomes like Christ in all areas. 
So this process of going on to maturity never ceases. You never cease until you come to a point you can say, mm, me, I now see that I am like Christ. Then you are permitted to probably stop going on to maturity. So when you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, the Bible says this, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11 to 13, the Bible says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That is the point we want to get to. Where we attain the full measure, we attain the entire measure of the fullness of Christ. Where we grow to be like Christ. So is the, that process never ceases until one becomes like Christ in all areas. Can you shout and say all areas? Yes, all areas, all areas, all areas, all areas of your life. All areas of your life, you want to be like Christ. Hallelujah. And we want to also say that it's not automatic. It's not something that is automatic. Not that because you have become a Christian, you are born again, automatically you, you go on to maturity. It doesn't happen like that. So going on to maturity is not automatic. It doesn't happen because you are a Christian, but it is intentional. Can you tell a colleague that it is intentional? So when you read 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, when you read from verse 4, the Bible says that through this, he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So you have escaped, you have given your life to Christ, you have escaped the corruption in the world, you have left the world, and you have come to Christ. But after coming to Christ, what else? So once you come to Christ, you have come to Christ with faith. Can you say with faith? You have faith. And with the faith that you have in Christ, it is just the beginning. So after having the faith, what else does he tell us to do? Look at the, the verse 5. He said, for this very reason, what reason? The reason of having left the world and coming into the Christian faith, for this very reason, make every effort can you shout and say, make every effort? So we are saying it is intentional. You have to make that effort. You have to make that effort. It is intentional. You do it yourself. So you make every effort. And what do you do? Give us the verse 5 again. Make every effort to add 
to your faith. Add. Add. So when we, are, when we are going on to maturity, what we are saying therefore is that every day you are adding. Hallelujah. Every day you are adding. So when you realize that you keep adding one thing to another, then you can say that you are going on to maturity. But if you are not adding, probably you are subtracting. Probably you are dividing. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God wants us to add. Keep adding. Every day you are adding. Who come to talk much about it? We also mentioned some dangers of not going on to maturity. Number one, we said, if you are not going on to maturity, then you are decaying. You are smelling. You are smelling. I'm standing in the pulpit, so I don't want to say that. Oh, boom. No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say I'm standing in the pulpit. Hallelujah. So, you, if you are not growing onto maturity, then you are decaying. You are, number two, we said, you will never experience or receive all the good that God has desired for you. He wants you to enjoy solid food. Solid food. He has some solid food for you. But if you don't go on to maturity, you may never experience it. And sadly, if you are not careful, you may walk on this earth with milk, a milky kind of life, and pass away and leave this earth at that level without seeing the solid food that God wants us to enjoy. But my prayer for somebody this morning is that you taste of the good that God wants you to enjoy. Can you put your hands together for Jesus this morning? And the third danger we said was that if you don't go on to maturity, you are easily tossed about by evil doctrines. You are easily deceived. Everybody can deceive you. Such people are always people who are chasing after miracles. They want to see things no matter where they are coming from. And they are easily deceived. Number five, you live in fear and not faith. Six, you become emotionally weak if you don't grow onto maturity. If you don't go onto maturity, you become emotionally weak. What do we mean by that? You become like a baby. You are always like a baby. And one, one, one simple characteristic of a baby is crying. Babies cry. So if you are not going on to maturity, small thing, you are crying. Uniska na usu. Oyere tiyan na usu. Small thing, you are crying. You cry when you face challenges. When you meet children, you realize they get angry. Today, they are playing. The next minute, they are fighting. So people who are not going on to maturity who are emotionally weak, they get angry so easily. They get angry so easily. At the least provocation, insult, they will hear a gossip about them and they are angry. They are angry at home, angry in the office and I'm sorry to say, probably not here but where I'm coming from, people even get angry in church. People get angry in church. Always getting angry. 
always getting angry. They get jealous and they are envious of what people have they don't have. When others are blessed and that blessing does not come to them, they cannot rejoice at the blessing of others. These are all babies and we are going on unto maturity. Can you give Jesus a big hand clap here? And we said, number seven, that if you don't go on to maturity, you become an easy prey to the devil. We give two examples about Job. Job was always almost in the presence of the Lord, praying for his children, praying for his family, spending time before God, growing in maturity. And what God, what, what God himself or Satan, what Satan himself realized was that there was a kind of spiritual defense around Job. To the extent that the devil himself confessed that he could not touch Job or his family unless God gave him permission. Hallelujah. And the sons of Sceva, we know, they found the demon and they said, they tried to cast out the demon. And the demon spoke and said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? That means that in the spiritual realms, they even weigh us. Whether you are matured or you are a baby. And if they realize you are a baby, they will just throw you away. They know Paul to be matured. They know Jesus to be matured. And they were asking them, oh yeah, why? When we stand and we look at you, we see that you are a baby. Don't come to us with your baby strength. I pray that from today, as we go on to maturity, we shall be strong to the extent that no power from the pit of hell will be able to overcome us. Our family, our work, our marriage, our business, we shall be protected by the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus. This morning, briefly, as we go ahead, we want to look at some few marks of a maturing Christian. You want, to, you want to check yourself. Am I maturing? Am I maturing at all? Am I going on to maturity? You want to check yourself. And the main thing that we want to look at as we look at these things, they are not new things. They are things you know of already. But God this morning is reminding us of them. That is all he's doing. And one key thing God is doing or wants us to do as we assess ourselves with these few marks. It's not exhaustive. But these are just some few marks we have put together. And what you want to really assess yourself is this simple question. Am I increasing in these things? Because remember, the key scripture we read from 2 Peter chapter 1 said, Add. Can you shout and say, Add? Add, 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 add. So you was always want to say, Am I adding? Today, even this morning, have I added? So anytime you realize you are adding, then you know you are going onto maturity. So the first mark we want to talk about is that of people who are maturing. In their faith in the Lord, they have continuous improvement in their spiritual lives. 
Hallelujah. Continuous improvement in their spiritual lives. Can you say with me? Can you say continuous improvement in their spiritual lives? Yes. You have your physical life and you have your spiritual life. It's your spiritual life by which you are weighed and known whether you are of a heavy weight in the things of the spirit or not. During the week I mentioned that by this we have what we call a physical age and a spiritual age. You may probably be 50 years in the physical but in the spiritual you are only 6 months old. Yes. So, so ask yourself how old am I spiritually? So people who are growing in their faith in the Lord who are who are going on to maturity, there is a continuous improvement in their spiritual lives. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, the Bible mentions certain things that the disciples were committed to. He said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Hallelujah. So you carry on and you realize that there were other things that also came up. So one of the things that you can look at to see whether you are growing in your faith or you are maturing unto maturity is the word of God. Can you shout and say the word of God? So what is your understanding of the word of God? Are you growing in the word of God? Are you growing in it? What, what, what is your desire and your interest in the word of God? Paul said, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk. Are you desiring it? Is your desire for the word of God growing? How much time do you sit by the word of God? How much time do you sit by your Bible? How much time do you sit and, and, and learn and study the word of God? Is it growing? Is it growing? Is it growing? Is it growing? Strangely for some of us, you can read anything. You can read anything. There are even people who are researchers and they can sit and combine different, uh, different kind of writings. You know, they can put this together, check this, go here, read on this, this written by that, that written by that. They can give different quotations by people on a particular subject, either in chemistry or biology or physics or engineering or whatever. But when it comes to the Bible, you realize that their knowledge of the Bible is still babyish. It's still babyish. They can read so many things and they will not sleep. But as soon as they take the Bible, no more da. No more da. So what is your interest? How is your interest in the word of God growing? How is it growing? How is your memorization of scripture growing? Your memorization of scripture. For some of us, the last time we memorized scripture was probably children's service. When was the last time you memorized scripture? When was the last time? And when I was going this, when I was going through this, what actually came to my mind was this: that if you can remember more mobile mobile numbers than Bible verses. 
be surprised if you are telling me you are going on to maturity. A football fan, if you can remember the players, the names of the players in Chelsea or Manchester United, you know all the players. You even know the reserve players. You even know those who have just been bought. You know their history. You know where they were born. You don't even know the number of children they have. You know their wives' names. But how many Bible quotations is in you? When Jesus met the devil during his temptation, the issue was what Jesus knew. The scripture he knew in him. So you realize that all the time, Jesus would say, it is written. He wasn't holding any scroll at that time. But the word of God was in him. David said, your word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Can you ask somebody at your left or your right how much of the word is in you? Ask the second question. Is he growing? Ask the third question. Quote me a scripture in the Bible you learned last week. Manen kanchi on yen tuasu. One other area you are supposed to grow is in your fellowship. Your fellowship with God. Is it growing? Do you enjoy your fellowship with God? Is it increasing? Your fellowship with people. Your fellowship with people. And strangely, there are people who may even be able to spend much time with God. But they are not able to live long with people. The person prays, may fast. But as soon as he gets to the office, the colleague in the office, one office. That's why we're saying the growth into maturity is in all areas. Some are strangely even struggling to live with their wives. Fellowship. Fellowship. There is somebody I know. Everywhere this lady goes, there's a problem. There's a problem. Everywhere. So you check around her. Everywhere. Everywhere. You go to where she works, she's quarreling with people. You go to her home, her own home, she's quarreling with people. Quarreling with her husband, quarreling with the children. Fortunately or unfortunately, she's a member of the choir. Choir for the crown. So going on to maturity, you must grow in your fellowship with God and your fellowship with men. Bible says that Jesus grew in, with, in favor with God and man. With God and man. So don't tell me I am okay with, with God, but I can't live with my fellow man. You are not growing. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? We've mentioned others, prayer, giving, holiness, evangelism. All these are areas God expects you to grow. In prayer, you must grow in depth. Depth. Your prayer must be deep. But your prayer must be deeper than what you are doing now. I was so touched when I was preparing and I came across Peter who was praying. And during his prayer, he went so deep in the prayer 
that he fell into a trance. I said, wow, minyan draw. Have you ever prayed and fallen into a trance before? Or you have prayed to a point that as if you are not here on earth, on heaven. So our prayers can be deep. One area I see God doing with me in this past few months or so is where you are praying and in the prayer, whilst you are praying, you hear God speak to you. And some of the things that God speaks to me about are not even main financial spiritual things. I'll give you an example. I lost a document and I've searched everywhere. I was not finding it. It was actually a church, the church building document. And don't tell my minister, maybe you'll share online. I couldn't, I couldn't tell my minister that the document was with me. And I had searched everywhere. And one time when we were praying, it just dropped in my spirit that get to your office, look at this cupboard, open it and check. I went there, opened it, and the document was there. That is what I'm talking about. And these few days, I'll be praying somebody's a name or an issue may occur strongly to me whilst I'm praying. You check on it afterwards and realize that what you heard in your spirit whilst praying was actually the situation. Push somebody and tell the person, grow in prayer. Put your hands together for Jesus. I intentionally spent some time here because these are also the key areas where if you grow in the word, grow in fellowship, grow in prayer, grow in giving, grow in holiness, grow in evangelism, as you grow in these areas, every day, as you add on in these areas, you realize that you'll be going on unto maturity. Hallelujah. I'll rush through the rest and I'll finish. Number two, the second mark of a maturing Christian is to display, is a display of deep spiritual wisdom. When they caught a woman in adultery and the woman was brought to Jesus, they wanted to find a way out. They wanted to even accuse Jesus. Find a problem with Jesus. But look at the question Jesus asked them. Any of you who have not sinned, first throw the stone to this woman. Deep spiritual wisdom. John 3, 26 to 30. John the Baptist. John the Baptist, his, his, his disciples came to him. They met him. They spoke to him. And they said, John, the man you baptized... The man you spoke about and you said he was the Messiah. John, our master, you started this work before this man came. When you started, this man had not started anything. You were the one who announced him to people that he was the Messiah. Come and see. The man is somewhere and he's also doing the work of God. And all people are going to him. Hallelujah. Let's take this scripture and we'll be finishing around this. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this, John replied, and this is a reply from somebody who is maturing in the Lord. A person can receive only what is given them from above. 
you yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom, the friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater and I must become less. Put your hands together for Jesus. He didn't see it as a competition. He didn't see it as an opportunity to fight him. He doesn't even recognize me or acknowledge me anywhere. This is a mark of a maturing person. Display of deep spiritual wisdom. He exhibits strong faith in God, especially in today's economic and financial crisis. They don't easily get discouraged. They don't easily get disappointed. They don't easily get into despair. They don't lose hope. They don't worry easily. They don't become afraid. They are people who stand strong and because of their faith in God, you cannot push them aside. When others are saying it will not work, their language is different. They say it will work. When others are saying times are hard and we may not survive, they will say with God on my side, I shall make it. Put your hands together for Jesus. They demonstrate increasing growth of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in them. And I will go again to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 to 11 and that will be the scripture i will end with second peter chapter 1 verse 5 to 11 so they keep adding can you say they keep adding they keep adding they keep adding so he said to this for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith goodness so those who are growing and maturing to the lord in the lord they add to their faith goodness other scriptures will say, yeah, they add to their faith goodness. And after goodness, they add knowledge, knowledge in the word. Then after adding knowledge to the word, they add knowledge in self-control. How do you control yourself? You are in a, a, you are in a steady group with somebody. You are a male, the person is a female. You are helping the person. You are married, she is married. But where is your self-control? Say hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You have something somebody doesn't have. You are just helping the person. Yesterday I heard of an issue. A young girl, the parents couldn't help her, met a guy. And the guy said, you help the lady in school. Or we don't say in pulpits. Hallelujah. Ask somebody, where is your self-control? So you are growing in self-control, growing in perseverance, and adding to your perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. So that after all is said and done, one area that God wants to see that you are growing 
is February 14th. You are growing in what? Love. In this month of love, my prayer is that as we go on to maturity, let our love for God grow. Let our love for others grow. Your love for others grows better and you are able to assess it when they have even treated you, when they have not treated you well. When they have done what is painful to you, but you decide to still love them. Then it shows that you are going unto maturity. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord keep us. May the Lord preserve us. And anything that fights our maturity or our going unto maturity in the Lord, may the Lord take it away from our lives. May he take away laziness. I say may he take away laziness. I say may he take away laziness. May he take away complacency. May he take away pride. May he take away distraction. May he take away inconsistency. May he take away loss of appetite. Some of us, we have lost our appetite for the things of God. But I pray that this morning, God will give you a fresh appetite so you, you continue to go on unto maturity. We give him praise. We give him glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you bow down your heads for a word of prayer? Anyhow you heard the word, just commit your life into the hands of God and ask God for the grace. Ask God for the grace to go unto maturity. Say, Lord, give me the grace to go unto maturity. Tell him that, Lord, yesterday is past and gone. Today is a new day. Help me to add. Help me to add. Every day, let me add. Let me add love. Let me add joy. Let me add peace. Let me add godliness. Let me add knowledge. Let me be growing. Let me grow in deeper in prayer. Let me grow longer in prayer. Let me grow in prayer. Let me grow in the study of the word. In memorization of scripture. Let me grow in them. Ask him to help you. Ask him for that grace. Holy word, ever true, changing me. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church, Legon, on YouTube and Facebook and give us a follow. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary, Legon. Thank you.